hi everyone my name is nagarev john and welcome to episode one of season one of ask me about the law podcast so what is ask me about the law podcast ask me about the law podcast is a spin-off of ask me about the law blog which is usually available every sunday on all our social media handles that's facebook instagram snapchat linkedin and twitter the handle is that ask me about the law so ask me about the law is a conversation where you ask me all those burning legal questions you have and i answer them as soon as possible remember you can always reach me on my dms on facebook instagram snapchat linkedin the handle is at ask me about the law ask me about the law is a for ask me is is in capital letters the rest is lowercase but law l is uppercase so the topic of discussion this week is police brutality thank you very much to everyone that reached out to me to suggest this topic and the most common questions that um, were asked was one in what circumstances is the police free to you to use force by shooting against an unarmed civilian in uganda what happens if a civilian tries to resist arrest using probably stones or a stick then can the police arrest them and claim self-defense so these were very very important questions you you asked another one asked what is an arrest who can be arrested when can we be arrested so in today's episode i will answer all these questions so but first things first we need to understand that every ugandan including you who's listening to this podcast you have a constitutional right of personal liberty personal liberty is protected under article 23 of the constitution so this basically means that as a ugandan you cannot be deprived of your liberty unless it is authorized by the law now what this statement means is that you can only be deprived of your liberty when it is provided for under the law article 23 of that constitution therefore grants the police as one of the arms of government that can limit your liberty and they can limit your liberty by conducting an arrest this means that you will be deprived of your personal liberty for the purpose of either one bringing you before court or upon reasonable suspicion that you have committed or are about to commit a criminal offence under the laws of Uganda. That is the first instance where you can be arrested. So this whole uh, procedure is what we call an arrest. Now, we need to understand how or what are the methods of an arrest. So Section 2, Clause 1 of the Criminal Procedure Code Act provides that in making an arrest the officer making the arrest shall touch or confine the body of the person to be arrested unless there is a submission to custody by word or action so what this means is if you willfully uh, appreciate the fact that you are being arrested then there is no need for you to be confined in handcuffs or the police use force However, if you resist arrest and you're not cooperating with a police officer to effect your arrest, they can use force to effect the arrest. So what are the forms of arrest? Uh, these include, one, like I said, 
the police officer can touch your body to effect the arrest usually they they do that by using handcuffs and they're supposed to put your hands behind your back and use the handcuffs to confine your hands behind your back the second uh, way they can effect an arrest is through confining you by keeping you in custody they can do this by keeping you in a in a jail in prison or even putting you under house arrest at your house they can also effect an arrest by you willfully submitting to the arrest this is the by this is the most peaceful way they can effect an arrest you willfully allowing to be arrested so how so now that we've understood the forms of arrest we need to understand who can be arrested i'm going to first highlight the people that cannot be arrested so the president of the republic of uganda is is exempted from arrest as well as diplomats so the president's um, exemption is only if he's a sitting president if he's a sitting president he cannot be arrested under any circumstances imagine how awkward it would be if the police went to arrest the president weird right i know um then the diplomats so diplomats are people for example ambassadors of uganda to other countries ambassador of uganda to kenya ambassador of uganda to china those are what we call ambassadors ambassadors are protected by diplomatic privilege however if uganda chooses to waiver the ambassador of uganda to china's uh, diplomatic privilege then that ambassador can be arrested for what they have committed for whatever crimes they have committed under the laws of Uganda. So, this means that anyone as long as you are Ugandan or you are in Uganda and commit a crime against the laws of Uganda, then you will be arrested. Also, if uh, the, the police is effecting what we call a preventive arrest, then you can also be arrested. Uh the last Uh, the last paramount people that I need to discuss about are members of parliament. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depends on how you look at it, members of parliament can be arrested from anywhere, even including the premises of parliament. People who have fallen victim to this provision, Honorable Chagulani Sentamu has been has had his own run-ins with the law and the police. Honorable uh, Alan Sewanyana has also had his running ins with the police. In particular, one most memorable event was him being arrested on Monday 18th, February 2018 over accusations of attempting to forcefully close Chirudu Hospital. Honorable Betty Nambose, Honorable Chagulani Sentam. Ideally, in this discussion, you'll find that it's mostly opposition members of parliament that have fallen victim to this provision. So, now that you've understood who can be arrested, we need to understand when can you be arrested. So, section 10 of the Criminal Procedure Code Act states that if there is reasonable cause to suspect that you have committed a crime or are about to commit an arrestable offense, you can and will be arrested. Case in point, I can give some very small examples. If you attempt or are obstructing an officer who is executing his or her duty, you will be arrested. If you attempt to escape or escape from police custody or lawful custody, you will be arrested. If you are committing a breach of peace in a community, you will be arrested. So, section 24 of the Police Act also provides for what we call preventive measures. Preventive measures is when you are arrested 
when there is reasonable cause to believe that the arrest and detention is necessary to prevent you from causing loss or damage to property commi uh, committing of an offense against the public or causing unlawful obstruction on a highway or inflicting harm or undue suffering to a child or a vulnerable person. So, just to clarify, you can be arrested if the police thinks it's for your own good. I know it's humoring, but yeah. So, however, when you are detained for preventive purposes, you are supposed to be released once the loss or damage that is anticipated during your arrest uh, has been or has been removed. So now that we've understood what that provision says, we need to also appreciate when exactly you can be released. So like I said, when you're arrested under preventive measures, you have to be, you need to be released once those those fears that the police were operating under have been removed. So you can be released either on police bond with or without sureties. So first of all, what is a police bond? A police bond is the release of a person who has been arrested with or without a warrant upon such a person availing sufficient securities surety sorry for his or her attendance before court at the specified time what is a surety a surety is a person who gives security to the court on the basis that the accused will attend his or her hearing date fixed by the court so once you meet the bond and the uh, and the surety then you have to be released if you are arrested on preventive measures so now that we've understood that we need to understand how a police officer can effect an arrest. So a police officer under Section 2 of the Criminal Procedure Code Act states that if you are being arrested and you willfully submit, like I said, by earlier on showing submission without resisting the arrest, the police officer need not actually touch you or confine your body. However, if you resist the arrest or try to evade the arrest, the police officer then can use all means necessary to effect the arrest this statement is the elephant in the room what what does that what does it mean by all means necessary to effect an arrest according to the uganda human rights commission's guidelines on conditions of arrest police brutality and pre-trial detention in uganda reasonable force when effecting an arrest must be proportionate and always at a minimal level so the police ought to operate in this situation by using the most minimalist for uh, force to effect the arrest and still try to effect the arrest and then two it has to be proportional to what they are trying to uh, retaliate against so case in point in biarugaba versus uganda the court stated that use of force against an unarmed or handcuffed person is unreasonable because the police already has the culprit in custody, the culprit is already apprehended, so there is no need to use force. So now that we've understood what use of force is, we need to also understand the distinction of when to use force. So in situations of use of a firearm, by firearm I mean a gun, against a suspect fleeing an arrest, 
if the suspect is already injured then there is no reason there's no reason as to why the suspect ought to uh, be fired at using uh, live ammunition or firearm because the suspect is already operating or is already incapacitated so ideally the police can already apprehend him because he does not put put uh, pose such a huge threat because they're already injured now the principle of necessity also further emphasizes that uh, the police officer ought to weigh uh, on a scale how how uh, paramount it is for them to use force vis-a-vis preservation of life so article 3 of the 1979 code of conduct stipulates that law enforcers these are police officers may only use force where strictly necessary so at the end of the day still the law entails that the use of force ought to be the last resort when there's no any other alternative but of course for the case in point in uganda we already see police use force as the first priority even at a peaceful demonstrators uh, opposition uh, members of parliament opposition rallies things of that caliber um, still the european court of human rights also held that when uh, someone is escaping from custody and that person does not pose a threat to life the police may not even shoot at the alleged suspect if even if the failure to use lethal force may result into the opportunity of the fugitive evading arrest or being lost so ideally all the stipulations under the law encourage that the use of force ought to be a last resort so therefore the actions that uh, happened on wednesday 8th april 2020 to our one alia joyce who unfortunately had um, a pan of cooking oil poured uh kicked onto her on her chest by a, a, an ldu officer effecting the lockdown of, of objectives passed by the government was rather unnecessary and is what would amount to police brutality the 10 officers who were charged with torture after being accused of caning 38 women and forcing them to swim in mud in northern uganda in the town of legu again this is another scenario of of police brutality of uh, officers effecting lockdowns lockdown uh, objectives still very unnecessary again still another story of uh, the police caning and beating fruit vendors and vegetable sellers plus motorcycle riders and border border riders who are carrying extra passengers and uh, failing to meet the 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 covid19 guidelines directives still another scenario of police brutality in the country Uh, this particular podcast has only been limited to the discussion of police brutality during covid19 lockdown but i implore you to think further and think wider because police brutality has been a very common scenario in the ugandan uh in the ugandan environment and it's something that we have seen so often to the point that i I feel like now we are so used to it we are accustomed and it has become a new normal which i don't think is healthy for us to normalize police brutality so we need to have continue have these discussions with each other so that we can know our rights and we can educate each other so that is it for this episode of ask me about the law 
Thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you very much for downloading the podcast. Thank you very much for sharing the podcast. If you enjoyed and like this podcast, don't forget to rate, uh, rate this podcast so that all your friends and family can be able to see this podcast on their podcast. Don't forget to share this podcast. Don't forget to also reach out to me on my social media handles. Remember, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat. The handle is at Ask Me About the Law. My DMs are always open. I love to talk about the law and I would love to talk to you guys about the law. So feel free to DM me and let's get this conversation going and starting. For those ones that uh, really, really enjoy reading my blogs, I will endeavor to release this blog, this week's blog today um and until next time bye from me and the ask me about the law podcast